Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. If I, if I can do something a little bit un, unplanned, um, Tracy, can I have you share your testimony real quick? I was thinking about this. Come on. I had to peep over to make sure you were here this morning. I was like, yes. But I, fe- I felt this. I was so stirred with this young lady's testimony. She shared it with me the other night. And it's so powerful. And I believe this is going to help stir up your faith as we prepare to come to our New Year's Eve service. Amen, church. So, top of the year, the word of the Lord was what? Driven. And in that, that we are to be to take possession and take ownership. So, part of that for me, it was just wanting increase financially and going for promotions in my job. No matter what I tried, nothing happened. Just promises. So, I started putting, you know, my resume out there. And this great company set up my interview five minutes before my interview, right? I get a call from the recruiter saying, Tracy, I'm so sorry. This position was actually filled last week and they didn't update the system. We're so embarrassed. I'm so sorry, but we're gonna still keep your resume on file. No problem. Um, Second interview, the senior VP actually called me. She says, hey, Tracy, um, I have this position for you. Someone's leaving and I know you're gonna be great for it. What do you think about that? Sure, no problem. Um, She called me two days later, she says, Tracy, I'm sorry, that person's not leaving, and they're actually taking that position from um, my direct report, they're going to be under someone else's direct report, so I can't even backfill it. No problem. Now, this is going going on all year, right? Um, November, we were in a special service, I'm going to say it's a special service, right? It was in a special service, and Bishop hadn't even preached yet, and before he preached, he says, you know what? Um, the Spirit of God is leading me that, you know, well, we need to give a special offering. And on this offering, this is November, right? I need everybody to write the word confidence. And I'm looking at God. <laughs> and we were all up here. And we don't always do this, but we all left our mics and we went to go get our purses. And we was like, no, everybody's going to give into this special offering. This is Sunday. That Tuesday, I'm at rehearsal. And my phone is just ringing. And it's about, you know, 8, 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, who's calling me? It's late. I'm at rehearsal. It's, my, it's, it's the senior VP. She's like, Tracy, I know I've called you in college and I've kept making you promises, but listen, I just got approval for this budget and I can create a position for you. Do you still want it? Do I still want it? Do I still want it? And literally, that happened on that Tuesday. Monday, I had a video interview with their board, and they hired me on the spot. And let me tell you something. This is not just a new job, right? But I want you guys to understand that this is a significant increase in my life. Okay? Your girl is in a new tax bracket. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? I don't think you understand what God is doing in the 11th hour. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Keep sowing. Keep serving. Do you hear me? It's what? December the what? December the 18th? He still has time to do it. Stay driven. Okay? All right. Here you go. Woo. 
I love it. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We thank you, Lord, for this day. The service is good. <laughs> if you didn't receive from that, she had me so turned up the other night when she was sharing that testimony because, as it was mentioned, with precious days left in this year, God can still do a work in your life. Tell somebody next to you, it ain't over. And she wrote on that, that envelope, confidence, right? Confidence. Do I have any confident Christians that are still in the room this morning? I, I'm, I'm not talking like confidence where you're in the locker room and you got to you know, pump yourself up with a talk and some music and then that feeling, you know, goes away. I'm talking about a trust in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and our Almighty God who is faithful. I'm talking about that level of confidence. As we were singing earlier, I will not be shaken. Devil ain't going to shake me. We did a message on that. You better shake it off. If he's trying to get you, you better shake it off. Get yourself focused. Get your faith focused because we're getting ready to go into these last several days. And, and even as we're preparing for, the, for, for New Year's Eve night, I'm believing greater for your life. I'm believing greater for our church, for our community, and what the Lord's doing in this house. The best is yet to come. And I declare there was no devil in hell that's going to keep God's people back from the promises and the purpose that he has for your life, for your family, for your children, for your marriages, for your finances, for your future in every area. Help me out this morning. Say every area. I will be blessed. Thank you, Lord. Well, that said, turn with me to the book of Luke this morning. <laughs> I would just want to get into a passage today. I want to continue to stir up your faith and stir up your heart. And of course, you know, we're in the season right now where, where it's Christmas and, 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 and the Lord's just brought me back to some of these familiar stories. And I think as we prepare to turn our attention, Luke chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 26. And just to preface, this is the, the point where the angel Gabriel has encountered Mary. And uh, we're going to read a few lines of text from there, and then that's where we'll extract our thought for the day. But as I was preparing for this, the Lord brought me back to the, this understanding that oftentimes when we get into the Christmas season, we, we, we tend to commercialize what the meaning of the season is. Sometimes I think it's easy for us to get lost in the glamour and the pageantry and the luster of the lights and, and all the amazing things that takes place during the Christmas season. But really, it's interesting because the stage that the Lord set in order to bring his son into this earth was a very chaotic situation. It was a cha very chaotic time and season that was going on. And in, in, in the middle of, of utter chaos... The Lord had a plan. I want to just encourage you that no matter where you're at in your season of life, God's plan still stands for your life. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're battling, no matter what you're facing, God's purpose and his plan, it still stands for your life. God is a good God. God does love you, and God wants to bless you. And as we dive into this, 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 this text this morning, we find out that really starting in verse 30, Luke chapter 1, verse 30, I'm reading out of the NIV this morning. It says this, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, 
and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Let me say that again. His kingdom will never end. The kingdom is the extension of the king. And if Jesus is your king, then his purpose and his plan is for you to experience the kingdom of heaven, to which there is no end. The Bible says that the kingdom is neither meat nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so if you're wondering, where is my joy, where is my peace, my question is, what kingdom are you serving today? Because the true kingdom of God is an extension of the king to which there will be no end. The kingdom of God is the gift that keeps on giving. Can I talk to you from that line this morning? The gift that keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving. There will be no end to the kingdom of God. Of God, And he wants you to experience the fullness of his kingdom. Not one day when I give up my last breath and I meet Jesus in heaven. He wants you to experience the kingdom right here, right now, in this earth. That's why it says on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we want more of heaven to invade this earth. I want to live a kingdom life. In the kingdom of God, there's no brokenness. In the kingdom of God, there's no sickness. In the kingdom of God, there's no poverty. In the kingdom of God, there's no disease. In the kingdom of God, there's no lack. The kingdom of God is what the Lord wants us to experience as believers. And we find out as Gabriel is giving this instruction to Mary, really it first starts off with a greeting and then begins to unwrap as an instruction and the verse continues to say this, because he says, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. But in verse 34, Mary responds, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. Now, when we read that, we understand what she's communicating. But I couldn't help but to think and to wonder that the plans and the purpose that God has for our life, why is it that most people are not walking in the fullness of that purpose or of that plans? And as I was reading this text, the Lord just put it on my heart as Mary responded. She was giving what she thought her truth was. I am. How many of us do we put our excuse and we shortchange what the Lord wants to do because we make statements, I am. I am not qualified. I am a failure. I am this. I am that. And here's Mary, and she's saying, how will this be I, since I am a virgin? In other words, the best and most delicate way that we can look at this is that she's saying, I am inexperienced. Isn't that interesting that the Lord of anybody chose Mary and we understand that we can easily say, well, you know, because she's a pure vessel, she hasn't had any intimate relationship, but why would the Lord not maybe allow his son to be birthed through a woman who already knew how to have children? Why did he choose someone that was inexperienced? And what I came to tell you today is, it doesn't matter if you feel like you're inexperienced or unqualified or that you can't do it, you can do it. You can do it. 
If we just heard that testimony, it seemed as if nothing was going to change. And, and, and I even love it too, what, Tracy, what you told me the other night is you said, they made a new position that there's no reason that I should even be in that position. Let me tell you, at the end of the day, the purpose that God has and the plan that God has, it's not up to man. It's not, it's not at man's decision. It's about the God that you serve. And when you're willing to continue to put your faith and your trust and your hope in him, it's not about what I'm not. It's about who he's called me to be. And so Mary responds, but how's this going to work since I, 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 I'm just a virgin? And the line of text goes on after this in verse 35. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. Now that's really ironic to me. Because the Lord took an old woman and a young woman, had them both conceive, and they both are basically giving birth to miracle babies. Now, Mary was a virgin. Holy Spirit came upon her. She became pregnant with Jesus. Elizabeth, on the other hand, though, couldn't even bear children at all. But now what we begin to find out is that the Lord is using what seems unlikely to be the very thing to showcase and demonstrate his presence and his power. And so as it goes on, it says this in verse 37. For no word from God will ever fail. For no word from God will... Uh, anybody got a word from God? Anybody got a promise from God? I love this. We, we, are, we are looking at this line of scripture. And in the American Standard Version, it actually has, I think... The, the, the best uh, way that it's written and communicated, it says this in the American Standard Version, for no word from God will be void of power. No word from God will be void of power. God's word is powerful. God's word is life-giving. God's word does not fail. But you say, but pastor, why is it that so many people who are hanging on to God's word don't see the promises of God and don't, and don't see the blessings and they're living broken and, and, and they're, 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 it seems as if God's word's failed in their life. Let me help you out with this. Where it says no word from God, it means rhema. No rhema word, no revelatory word. In other words, if I don't have a revelation of God's word, it's not going to work for me. And God wants us to have understanding and revelation of his word. And when I have understanding and revelation of his word, the power of that word will not fail. The power of that word will cause great and mighty things to take place in my life, in my future, in my family, for my children. When we have the revelation of God's word, this year was a year that we talked about we're going to be driven and we're going to take ownership, and we're going to walk in, 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 in divine possession. And we pulled this off of the, the statement that Caleb made. He said, I'm as strong today. He had a revelation. It wasn't about my natural strength, but it was about the fact that I trust God, and I know that I'm stronger today, so I'm still going to continue to possess what the Lord has promised for me. When I have a revelation of God's word, it allows me to hang on to what God has for my I'm not going to be shook. I, I, I'm not allowing the enemy to shake me from what God has. And so we find out here that the angel tells her, for no word from God will ever fail. And I love this. 
in verse 38, last line I want to read this morning. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. It's at the moment that she came into an agreement with that word that she became pregnant with Jesus. Watch this. This is really cool. This isn't in, 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 in the message for today or in my notes, but the very next scene, she walks into Elizabeth's house. And at the greeting of Mary to her cousin Elizabeth, the Bible says that she was filled with the Holy Spirit. The power of the word was so alive inside of her at a greeting, her cousin got filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. When you come in line with God's word, the power of the word is so strong in your life that it will impact those that are around you. The gift that keeps on giving is not the kingdom and what I can get from God for me. It's about what God can do through me to make an impact in somebody else's life. It's about the lives that are around me when I'm, when I'm in the store, at the gas station, wherever I'm going. It's my witness. It's my ability to be able to reflect the goodness of God, the love of God this season. The moment she spoke a word and greeted her cousin, it said, that she was filled with the Holy Spirit and the baby inside of her leaped with joy. Something about the power of the Word of God that gives you true joy. True joy is not, is not found in earthly things. True joy is found in knowing that God's a good God and He loves you today. True joy is resting in knowing that, that, that God's faithful, that God cares about you, that God wants to see your life victorious. I want to tell you that again this morning. God wants to see your life victorious. Maybe you just feel like you're at the end of this year and you're ready to give up. I want to encourage you. You are victorious in Christ Jesus today. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't give in. Remain steadfast. You are victorious. But I'll tell you, the devil don't want you to think that. He don't want you to think that at all. In fact, as I was writing out some notes for this morning... I put this down, I said, the Lord gave Mary a gift. To each and every single one of us in here, God's given you a gift, yourself. The Bible says that the gift and the call of God are irrevocable. They're without repentance. God has given every single one of you a gift in here. Don't complain about what you don't have. Start thanking God for what you do have. Begin to praise him what he'll do through it. And watch how you'll see the blessing and the fruit come from it. But the enemy will try and get you to be fearful of the gift that you have. And I wrote that down this morning if you're taking notes. Number one, don't be afraid of the gift that God's given you. Don't be afraid of the gift that God has given you. It could have been so easy for Mary to be afraid of how is this going to happen and how is this going to work out. It could have been even, or it was even equally afraid for, for uh, Joseph who she was engaged to. He was in fear. He was afraid. And, 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 and the Lord put this on my heart this morning. Don't be afraid of the gifts that God has given you. But it's easy to be afraid. It's easy to allow the fear of perception what other people think. It's so easy to live your life trying to manage the image of yourself in someone else's mind, and you have to stop doing that. It's not about what others think. It's about what God has said. But we live our life trying to manage this culture, this lifestyle, this image. In, you can't get into someone else's head. So stop trying to live up to others' expectations. 
at the end of the day, if others are hating on you, it's just because you're gifted. Haters don't hate on people that are losers. Haters only hate on people that are gifted. And so you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, thank God I'm gifted. So come on, haters hate, bring it on. But it's so easy to get, our, get, get this, this mindset worrying about, I don't care about others and what they think. It's like we've fallen victim, particularly these last several years, trying to create versions of ourselves online. And I believe the reality is this, the Lord wants some real authentic Christians. we got a generation right now that is waiting in the balance because believers aren't being real. They want to they, they wanna be a version of someone that they've seen online and they stop being true to who they are. And I made up my mind, I don't care. It's not about who I'm trying to look like. It's not what, 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 what I'm trying to prove. I got nothing to prove and only my God to please. You've got nothing to prove and you've only got God to please. So don't try and, and go around creating this false sense of, of identity. Just be who God's called you to be and know that you're gifted. He has given you grace for your pace to do great things in this earth. I thought about this story in, 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 in the fear of provision. Now, let me clarify it. I don't think Mary and Joseph were, were fearful or potentially fearful of their resources. Joseph was a businessman. Nobody goes in the middle of the night knocking on hotel doors if you ain't got money in your pocket. <laughs> they did okay. So I'm not talking about that they were fearful of financial provision, but it's easy to think that I'm not qualified to provide what's necessary for my purpose. It could have been easy for Mary to say, can I really provide and raise and take care of the newborn king that's to come? And if you're not careful, the enemy will make you think that you're not qualified to provide what God's given you for your purpose. Do not be fearful of provision. Know that God has anointed you. He has graced you. He has gifted you to have success, to be victorious everywhere that you step foot. These last several weeks as we're preparing to close out this year and go into next year, know that God's given you everything that you need to finish this year with joy, to finish this year strong, to finish this year great so that next year will be greater. It's easy also not just to have a fear of what others think or can I actually do it? But I think the bottom line is this fear of failure. Joseph said this, that he had a mind to put his wife away because he did not want to be made public the fact that she was a virgin that became with child. How would that look in the community? How, 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 would, how would that get circulated online if this was taking place in today's culture? I think our God's got such an interesting humor and how he writes out these stories, <laughs> and, and, and how he chooses to demonstrate who he is. It's easy to have fear of failure. Will it actually succeed? Could, it, could, could I actually be a success in this? And so in Matthew, Joseph was trying to hide Mary, and I can't help but to think how many of us are hiding what God's given us. We're hiding the very thing that God wants us to bring out and to, to display and, 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 and to be the thing that communicates his love and his goodness 
his, his, his kindness, his mercy, his blessing? What is it that God has given you that you've been hiding? Stop hiding. Start thriving. Stop hiding. Start winning. Think about the story of Gideon. He was hiding from the enemy. And the, the Lord didn't call him to hide. He called him to win. He called him to be victorious. This year, let's get out of hiding so that next year we can win and do greater things. Stop hiding. Don't hide what God's given you. Celebrate it. Embrace it. Use it. I put this down. Don't be afraid of your gift. Don't hide your gift. Because the reality is, is that your gift, it cannot fail. What God's given you, it cannot fail. Because there's power in the word that God has spoken over your life. We are a children of the Most High God. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are set apart to proclaim the praises and the works of our almighty God. And in this encounter, the Lord brought before Mary the fact that she would conceive and give birth to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This season, we're not celebrating a baby in a manger. No, we celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who is the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.